Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. You know what, everybody? Day, Trash Day. I took the trash out. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Our brand new sponsor, Corker Flakes. They taste like dissent. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Thank you. I'm here all week, I think, unless I get called for jury duty. I was just listening to someone ranting and raving about, this is destroying the Republican Party. Yeah, you re- go ahead. Do you realize that most Republicans don't care if you destroy the Republican Party? Because it's been shucky for a while. I think it matters more to Democrats than it does to Republicans. Whatever. How about something else emerges? Who cares? But my level of stress over the destroying of the Republican Party could not possibly be lower. Yeah, I think the Republic will be okay eventually. We go through these things. It'll be all right. Well, I think we're we're, we're, we're past due needing a uh, reformation of something. Sure. Which is what why Trump got elected. So fine. Right. Yes. Both parties are a joke. We're talking about the Republicans now because we haven't gotten to the Democrats. It's all it's ugly. Blow it Cover up. the ugly. Stay for the stupid. Rename them. Come up with something different. See what happens. What could possibly what, what's the downside? I don't care. Doesn't bother me. I'm not stressed about it. Boy, the people in uh, in 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 the world where everybody profits from it, <laughs> mm, the right. revolving door of media, lobbyist, and in government, and they just keep going through those right. those three things. They're horrified, of course, because they're all getting rich. So any disturbance in that could possibly be bad for them. Right? Me as a taxpayer, I don't freaking care. Go ahead, put a big rock on the tracks of the gravy train. If you told me, I'm the, sorry, I'm a Christian man. I shouldn't be derailing trains. <laughs> if you told me the Republican Party now, with 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 Flake and uh, the, the McCain speech and all this, will end at noon on Thursday, I would think awesome. I can't wait to see what comes out of right, that. Exactly, that'd be exciting. I would be horrified. And and then the Democrats were so mad at their party. That'll be next. 
Good Lord. The Libertarian Party, we nominate mental patients for the presidency. <laughs> so we're we're rolling along great. Everything's good over here. What is a Jeff Flake? <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, disturbingly wearing a collared shirt. How are you this morning, Michael? I bought too much fruit. Um, you know, this past weekend, I went and I got apples, but I forgot that I had grapes in the fridge, and I forgot that I had oranges and stuff, so I have all this fruit in my house, so I, in order for it not to rot, I'm having to grab like an orange, some grapes, and like an apple, and, and eat it all at the same time, and, it, and it's killing me. It's good for your bowels. That is the problem with fruit. We have an orchard, and everything is at its perfect ripeness right. for like a day or two, Right, and you know, it's just delicious. It's so fantastic, but you, you can't make it last any longer, and you can only eat so many right. plums or apricots or whatever it is you're eating. Uh, Challenge accepted. Bring them to me. <laughs> Pomegranates the other day, oh. like a week or so ago, they were at perfect form, but how many pomegranates can you eat? I don't know. I don't. We have pomegranate bushes. Mm. I, but I don't know when to pick them now, apparently, huh? My kids like to smash them on the sidewalk, oh. and, then you, and then you sit there and eat them. It's a waste. It's a good time. But don't worry, Jack. America's food scientists are working on a way to keep fruit ripe forever. It's not a waste if you have 6,000 pomegranates. So I'll be opening a farmer's market this weekend. There you go. Good man, or bring huh? it in. I'll eat some fruit. Yeah. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Had an interesting real-life lesson in economics yesterday. As uh, one of the things that I will uh, regularly grab from our uh, fantastic vending machine cafe at the Radio Ranch are those little orange uh, peanut butter crackers thing. They're, oh, they're, yeah. For the longest time, they were uh, 89 cents for a package. It's like, all right, it's one of the cheaper things there. It's got almost no sugar in it compared to everything else that, that has like 50 grams plus in a muffin or whatever ridiculous things. But I went to buy them yesterday, and they were 99 cents. And I realized that was too much. I am no. I'm now going to buy them in bulk from a local uh, grocery store, a local grocer, and bring them in. I, I reached my own tipping point. I, I'd like to think a dime wouldn't make that much of a difference, but something about it just didn't sit right with me. The inelasticity of orange crackers with peanut butter, <laughs> and um, a man and- doesn't like to get ripped off. I don't care if it's ninety nine cents. You know, I know you have a dollar, but you just you don't want to be stolen from. And it is exactly a lesson in economics because it changed your behavior. Yeah, the and price it, changed your behavior. And I thought of it like this: like if I just kind of figure I spend about a dollar every time I get it. At eighty nine cents, every ten I get a free one. At ninety nine cents, every hundred I get a free one. <laughs> and that's that's unacceptable. Well, that's that's logical. That's just unacceptable. Yeah, well, and we that's all, just math. It checks all, out. We all have our limits. I know. I'm paying for the fact that I'm not organized enough to buy these in bulk. But I'm not paying that much for being unorganized. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I remember taking all sorts of econ classes in college and the thought, you know, back then, back in the horse and buggy era, was that consumers always made rational decisions. And that's just proof that economists have never met real human beings who do all sorts of crazy stuff for crazy reasons all the time. Emotional reasons, re- resentment, that sort of thing. Sean just resents that dime. He's got a dime. Mm-hmm. He wants his horrifically nuclear-looking orange crackers, but he resents the jack of the price, so so he lifts his middle finger to the man. Yeah. I got stacks of dimes. You should see me at the grocery store checkout line. I'm just giving bags away to people. It's not about the dimes. <laughs> yeah, he pulled a muffin off the shelf the other day. had 50 grams of sugar in it. Oh, one muffin. Holy oh, cow. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, you know, that, that's funny. That comes up in mailbag uh, in the context of the shrinking American lifespan. First time, you know, practically since WW2. 
And we were talking about the opioids, but it's clearly, you know, obesity, sugar. Yeah. We're killing ourselves. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very, very well. We've got some celebrity birthdays today. Yes. Oh, hey. I... Is it celebrities we've heard of? Oh, yes. Those oh, are yes. my favorite kind. Uh, I kissed a girl singer, Katy Perry, turns 33 oh, today. 33. Same yes. age as Jesus. Coincidence? Net worth. <laughs> $280 million. Wow. No freaking way. Yes. Katie Perry's worth almost $300 million. Yes. Wow. And back in the day, I met Katy Perry here at the Radio Ranch. She just uh, released the I Kissed a Girl song. Very, very pretty young lady. Very nice. And I thought, man, okay, one hit wonder and walked yeah. away. Oh, boy. $300 million. You should have latched oh. onto her. Oh, yeah. Then her sugar daddy. It's not oh, a good yeah. look for her to me that she was married to that brand fellow. Oh, yeah. Russell Brand? Yeah. Russell Brand, yep. That just means that I have a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It means anybody's got there a chance. Well, And we got another special birthday. It is Nelson Munson, Bart Simpson's birthday of sorts. <laughs> Voiceover actress Nancy Cartwright oh. turns 59 today. I heard 60. Well, right? Check your birth certificate. Her net worth, over $70 million. Good for her. $300,000 per episode of The Simpsons. What all voices does she do? She does uh, Bart, Nelson Muntz, Todd Flanders, and Ralph Wiggum. Oh, Ralph Wiggum. Oh, yes. Ralph is in there, I have too. a bean in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, for that, Joe, you could be getting $300,000. Actually, some, someday I'll tell my charming Bart Simpson story. You've got story. to later, oh, yeah. since it's Nancy Cartwright's birthday, yeah. Yeah. your Bart Simpson radio story, because that's a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, it's why it's it's what put me here today. <laughs> My many talents. I'll tell you later. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, October 25th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin pointing and laughing at the the body politic precisely now, according to FCC rules and regs. At Mark, this is the Dodgers' first World Series in almost 30 years since 1988. So it's a tough ticket to come by. The average ticket price for a game one was about thirteen hundred dollars. To put that in perspective, right now a ticket to the World Series is worth more than the Weinstein Company. <laughs> Perhaps I didn't make it clear. Jimmy Kimmel is dead to me. Weinstein taking a shot in the junk, which I think is appropriate. <laughs> Uh, what, are, overdue. what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, the Republican ruckus rolls on. You got Clinton and the Democrats paying for the Trump-Russia dossier. And 93-year-old George Bush Sr. accused of groping an actress. No, Stories really? Com- Stories coming up at 635, Armstrong and Gibby. So Dodgers won last night. Steve yep. Garvey went deep late. Is that what happened? Yes, heard. that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> how's mailbag? Oh, it's great. It's fabulous. It needs to be whipped into shape, though. Just... It's a cornucopia of thoughts and expressions. Regardless of what you think it means, it is pretty interesting, the, the politics of yesterday. It was a standout day, I think, in U.S. history. I will get to all that coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Fernando Valenzuela dealing heat for the Dodgers last night. Mm, yeah, game one of the World Series. That's what happened. Absolutely. Mikey Mike, Robinson. Mike Piazza. Is he or isn't he behind the plate calling a great game? I think you need to watch again. Huh? They got different guys now. Oh, 
Yeah. Why would you change guys? That's right. <laughs> um. So yeah. yeah. It, it, just before you start this, okay. yesterday an historic day, and don't give me the every day's a historic day, Jack. Nonsense. Every day's a historic day. <laughs> they write down what happens. Go ahead. Was yesterday an historic day? Oh, Politically it, speaking, it was crazy. It was. Uh, you know, I'm not sure it'll la- like have a name in 15 years. The day the Republicans trembled. Was, <laughs> I mean, it's just. You had a couple of uh, senators, including one amusingly named Flake. Flake, on the sitting president, mm. said he's an idiot, and I'm not running again. So, yeah, that was pretty damn notable. Yeah, I'd, I'd take these people more, more seriously if they were going to run and push their idea, push their ideas as opposed to people I'm going to run as an anti-Trump Republican. Yeah, exactly. Huh? And, and yeah. even if you lose, I would, I would take you more seriously than the... Nobody likes me, so I'm going home and I'm mad. Ah, I hate you. You're bad. <laughs> I'm not, not going to be part of this. Fighting it is is being part of it in a good way. Yeah. But, you know, they can do whatever they want. Sure. Mailbag. Let's see. Uh, Bobby writes from beautiful uh, Portland. Loving your choices for break music. We call it bumper music, Bobby. Michelangelo's in charge. Little tip of the cap to you there, Michael. Let's keep them fresh, though. Let's not, uh, you know, rest on our laurels. Same fourth songs. It makes it easy for me. Exactly. All right. It's like me talking about Fernando Valenzuela. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Portland, I learned something about the Portland Loo last night as I was speaking at a homeless forum in my town, USA. Mm. The Portland Loo, which is sweeping the nation as an idea for bathrooms to deal with the homeless population. I have to tell you about that. Mm. Let's see, where was I? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, a comment on our brand new transition music. Michael, everybody loves it. When we go from one topic to another. And there's no way to make a smooth transition. We play this. You keep it playing. It's a parody song mocking Spanish speakers when they hear a catchy tune in English and try to sing along, but end up mumbling because they have no idea what's being said, except for the one or two words they can pick out. That's pretty funny. Which reminds me of my dad singing along to Beatles records way back in the day. And, and Taylor asks, great song or greatest song? It is perhaps the greatest song ever written. Nutfag Taylor from Phoenix, new user, listener, and friend of new N U T. Have your acronyms make sense, Taylor? If you're a longer time listener, you'd know you got to double check your acronyms. Moving along, Mark writes: Alcohol doesn't solve any problems, but neither does milk. <laughs> alcohol, well, milk solves bone density problems, Mark. So you're wrong on that. And alcohol does solve problems. Heck yeah, it does. My cereal is dry and unedible. I add milk; it's delicious. It it keeps you from uh, uh, well, it keeps me from uh, you know focusing on them too much. In in other words, it helps me forget my problems. And if I'm behind after nine holes on a uh, high dollar golf match, couple of pops and my give a damn totally disappears, and I start playing like Jack Nicholas. Crazy, so or, it solves that problem. Or how about, as perhaps a younger man, I, I really feel like, uh, as part of the courting process, I need to dance with this woman. Mm. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that yes. is if I have a couple of drinks. Yes, no kidding. Liquid courage. So, Mark, wrong on all counts. 
The subject from T in Idaho, hot links, seriously? Yeah, that's the new section. So when we say, we've got that link at armstrongandgettyradio.com, we have a new section called hot links where you can see what we just plugged, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, T from Idaho writes, uh, by the way, yeah, clearly, we already have a national show. Hot links, seriously? You guys are the saucygiest of sausage parties. The saucy, okay. Yeah, we are a little Because there's no women's here. Yeah, I know, I know. I like to fire all these guys and get a woman. Wow. I'm sorry, was my mic on? I trade all of you for one sensible gal. Bunch of dipsticks. Let's see where were we? <laughs> you want some sausage? <laughs> you know, we've we've been thinking about that, working on that for years. It's just when a job comes open, which fairly rarely, you got to fill it with the best person you can, and, and they got smaller brains and it's oh, science God, or whatever. That's, Sean. That's, that's science. That's, Sean. That's, wow. Sean, I'm not saying Sean! they can't use them. Sean. <laughs> Oh, man, the Putin call. We've got plenty. I'd see. I wouldn't have uh, the, the courage to make a Putin call without a couple of drinks. Some people, some people think the whole Russia thing is the biggest story of yesterday. Yes. That the Clinton campaign funded the so-called Trump dossier. The infamous dossier. That they were working with the Russians to get dirt on a candidate. (laughs) Well, it seems pretty clear at this point that that is what happened. And it wormed its way into the Obama Justice Department and the tentacles. The tentacles. Stay tuned. We'll talk about it. Uh, Let's see. uh, KR writes, do you suppose Bill O'Reilly would be writing a new book called Killing O'Reilly? That's uh, he may. Thank you. And then this. Angry, angry email. Wow, you have twisted logic that because payment of $32 million is very large, that scumbag could not have been involved in payee woman harassment. What? Is he not cap- capable of doing something as egregious as $30 million implies? Uh, no, that's, that's not what we said at all. That because the payoff was so big, he couldn't have harassed anybody. No, we just doubted very seriously that a payoff to a single woman would be $32 million. I think they got the story wrong at the New York Times. Sloppy. But, uh, yeah, Bill's uh, had many, many accusations against him. Sexual harassment, etc. So, I don't know. But your uh, your assessment of our uh, logic is completely off. I'm trying to think, how many times has uh, there been a target out there regularly accused of sexual harassment, and then we and then we find out, now nah, he wasn't harassing all these women. They were all just going after the money. We found the conspiracy. I don't think I recall any. <clears throat> the individual cases, yes, but anybody who's got a whole bunch of them out there, I don't recall any uh, any leaping to mind. I see what you're saying. So there are gold diggers who jump on. Uh, the you know the accusation train because there's money in the air, but in general that person is a harasser. Generally speaking, when there's well, a whole no, bunch, you said always, <laughs> not generally, just based on my memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Well, Dean writes, "Hello, Mr. Getty, Mr. Armstrong. I was listening to your show a little today. Blah blah blah. I've listened more in the past years, but not so much anymore. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that." With that said, unintentional or not, the bashing of Bill O'Reilly today on your show was very poor radio. Really sounded amateurish. The whole show sounds amateurish, Dean. Uh, I say that because it was obvious the proper legal research about the case was not done. If the proper fact-based research had been done, then your folks would have found the true facts about the Bill O'Reilly case and the total smear campaign by the left. 
The smear campaign worked on O'Reilly as him being out of Fox News. However, he has a very large and popular national podcast. I know, we've listened to it. Talked to Bill about it. Um, as I listened to your show today, it sounded to me like you both just don't like him, which is totally your prerogative. Actually, Dean, it's exactly the opposite. We both like him a great deal. He's very, he's a very nice man. I don't want... Always has been to us. I don't want it to be true that he is uh, sexually harassing women. I don't want that to be true. If I could choose an outcome for this story, it would be that we find out it's not true. Right. I just, sure. I doubt that that's the case. Just because there's so many women, mm-hmm. he's paid out so much money. Uh, Dean, I, I have a feeling he's written a very nice uh, and grammatically flawless email. Well done, Dean. Uh, is one of those guys who generally just hears, you know, I always agree with you style talk radio. You're not used to being challenged, Dean. Sometimes people we like do bad things. I don't know what O'Reilly did, but there's a hell of a lot of uh, accusations. Ailes was doing it and had to step down. He ran the place. Right. Lots of accusations with O'Reilly. Eric Bowling. Eric Bowling left his job. Bowling for dollars. It would um, seem that, boy, it, it's hard to imagine just looking at Fox News and all the really hot young blondes and ridiculously short skirts with the camera on the floor. It's hard to believe, but I think there might have been a culture of some sort of whatever going on there. Well, yeah, who knows? Uh, so listen, here's a little inter- uh, lesson in Internet communications. This is this was struck me as so funny last night. I hope I can properly convey it to you. Drew writes, we were talking about the lava tube on the moon. They think they found a 30-mile-long tunnel on the moon. It's a lava tube. And uh, that means we could put a base down there, and and our guys and gals and equipment won't be bombarded by A, rocks, and B, radiation all the time, and won't be subject to gigantic temperature swings every single day. And I could live up there and get away from, get away from you people. So um, it, so it's a big discovery in terms of a base on the moon. And uh, I mentioned having been in a lava, lava tube near Bend, Oregon, and I found it uh, quite amazing. Got this note from Drew. Guys, there's a big lava tube just outside of Old Station, California, near Hat Creek. I like the name of Hat Creek. Uh, Gather a posse. We're going to meet at Hat Creek. Lassen Park area. It's great. There's nobody ever there. You can walk right in from Highway 44. Awesome. Thanks, Drew. That's really cool. Then we get this from Dan. One lava tube near Bend. Big deal. Lava Bend's National Monument. Lava Bend's. On the way to Bend, but way closer, and lots of lava tubes and other fascinating features. Come on, guys. Mm. Got to be angry about everything. <laughs> Thanks, lava tube enthusiasts. <laughs> Jesus. I've she been did. to one natural phenomenon. He's been to another one and is angry at me for not having been to his. Why don't you go the, to the closer one? That is the modern social media world. You can't just say, hey, if you like lava tubes, I went to one. It was awesome. Thanks nope. for raping my eyes with the wrong lava tube, a-hole. You've got to be mad. You die. You gotta be mad that someone's promoting a different one. Wow. You call that a geyser? I went and saw a geyser one. Oh, get out of here with your geyser you went and saw. Idiot. You saw a tall sequoia? Oh, shut up. I'll tell you where there's a tall sequoia. Idiot. <laughs> I hope you die. F off and die, geyser idiot. Uh, I hope boy. you fall in a geyser and boil. <laughs> All right, so we got to get into the news of the day. We got to. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting news happening. If you like sniping and backstabbing, plenty of it. I do. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I thought the stuff Senator Corker said in his. 
standing in the hallway interviews he did all day long yesterday, as opposed to an official speech like Jeff Flake. Corker just walking the halls and looking for microphones. I thought some of the stuff he said yesterday was a lot harsher than what Flake said. But Flake did go in the, you know, in front of everybody there in the well of the Senate and laid on the speech. Now, I've been trying to look up his conservative credentials. Now that he's bashing Trump, a lot of people are saying he's no conservative. He's a mainstream, big government, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of your uh, ranking sites have him as quite conservative. Although, if you ever check those sites where they mm-hmm. rank people based on how liberal or conservative they are, they're all over the map. Oh. Each one you go to is a little bit different. So it's not... It's got a different uh, set of emphases. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it would seem on most of these, he ranks pretty conservative. Yeah. Although, well, I don't know. I don't know. I hear all kinds of different things. Yeah, he's he's been kind of uh, left-leaning on immigration issues and that sort of thing. I guess so. And if that's your emphasis, I guess you'd say he's a... Uh... Yeah, if it's guns, maybe you'd think differently. Right. I, new, new, yep. I think there's way too many people that get unfairly rounded into one of the two parties because we only have the two. They, they, they're like, well, I kind of feel this way about social issues. I feel this way about... You know, immigration or economic issues, but I have to pick one of these things, yeah, so I guess is, yeah. I'm this. And that is the problem with this ranking system, because like as Joe said, if you emphasize immigration, then you might give him a very low score. Right. Um, but he might be a hardcore small government guy. Right. I don't think he is, but... Anyway. That's what he says he is. Really? That's what he said yesterday. He said, I'm a lifetime small government personal freedom guy. Huh, okay. I thought you are stalking my language, hmm. but I can't work with this president. Of course, you were going to lose, according to all the polls. I'm thinking that if you were going to win, you'd have kept your mouth shut and went ahead and worked with the president, which kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah, kind of. Although Corker could have gotten reelected, I think. You know, that stuff Trump's saying he couldn't get elected dog catcher. There's nothing to suggest that's true. Right, right. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, we'll get into it. Republican Senators Jeff Flake of Arizona, Bob Corker of Tennessee, blasting President Trump yesterday in an extraordinary denunciation of a sitting president from their own party. Flake delivered his rebuke of Trump during a speech from the Senate floor as he made the surprise announcement he's not going to be running for re-election next year, saying he could no longer be, quote, complicit with the president's behavior. Reckless, outrageous, and undignified behavior has become excused and countenanced as telling it like it is when it is actually just reckless, outrageous, and and undignified. Blake, I I just don't get what he accomplishes by leaving and, you know, claiming that I won't be party to this anymore. Stay and fight it then. How many people disagree with his assessment of Trump being reckless and uh, all those words he just said? Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question. I know there are a fair number of Americans who agree with it and like it. They like the bull in the china shop. Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm i from a family of all Trump voters. <laughs> so I do have a focus group there. And uh, I think everybody I've asked, they would uh, they would call him those three words, which I'd already forgotten. Reckless. Outrageous outra- and undignified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would call him all those things. And still vote for him again, I think. But, mm. like, my brother's constantly saying, well, why does he do that? <laughs> why, why did he just do that? Trump tweeting about those attacks this morning. Quote, the reason Flake and Corker dropped out of the Senate race is very simple. They had zero chance of being elected. Now they act so hurt and wounded, exclamation point. Meanwhile, the president on another matter is saying he's the victim when it comes to a dossier that alleges links between him and Russia. The Washington Post reporting that dossier was compiled by a former British intelligence agent and paid for by the Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. This was prior, 
or this was after an unnamed Republican who used it to conduct research on Trump during the GOP primaries. The Republican had been pre- uh, paying for it. He dropped out, so the Democrats stepped in to pay for the ongoing research. Pres- so the Democrats paid for Russian dirt yes. on their opponent. Yes. Correct. Interesting. Trump. After a Republican primary <laughs> opponent yes. had had begun the process yes. of this Christopher Steele guy digging into Trump and what he may have been doing in Russia, the the, the real nitty gritty it appears uh, appeared uh, toward the latter stages of the investigation when this guy was being paid by the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign to get with Russian agents and and concoct dirt on Trump, then give it to the Justice Department for some reason. It's, it's craziness. And lastly, we've got an actress accusing former President George H.W. Bush of groping her from his wheelchair. Now, is there anything to this? I don't want to just be sullying an old World War II veteran in his last days for for, for the hell of it. Well, Uh spokesman for Bush said the former president sincerely apologizes if his attempt at humor offended the actress, Heather Lind. Okay, what was his attempt at humor? The old hand buzzer? (laughs) The old whoopee cushion? She says it happened during a 2014... Barbara got down on her knees and then he pushed her over. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lynn said it happened during a 2014 screening for an AMC uh, show that she was in. She said Bush told her a dirty joke and then touched her twice. Lynn claimed Mrs. Well, touched her where twice? He touched her on the upper arm. her back. Her backside as she was. Are you standing saying ass? Ne- ass? Did he as touch she- her butt, Marshall, or not? I do not have that definitive. Are we in the court of Queen Victoria? <laughs> yes. Here, see what happened. Did he touch the ass cheeks of history? <laughs> Lynn claimed that when the touching occurred, Mrs. Bush rolled her eyes at her husband, quote, as if to say, "Not again." And that a nearby security guard told Lynn she shouldn't have stood next to the former president for the photo. <laughs> do we know wow. what the, because you'll get grabbed on the ass? Do we know what the body joke was? No. Do not have the uh, text of the body joke. But it was allegedly a dirty joke and a wink and a smile and a touch. Had to do with stirring a campfire. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen. Octogenarians shouldn't be groping young gals. Without their consent. On the other hand, three-year-old reports of, of, of el- the elder Bush perhaps patting someone's high knee. I'd... Let's get on with our day. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm strong at Getty Show, the voice of the West. Well, how'd you feel if he did that to your daughter? I feel like my daughter was more than strong enough to handle that and think, wow, turns out H.W. is a bit of a pig. And have a story to tell for the rest of her life. I wouldn't do it. That's I don't n- think it's cool. He's been around a long time. That's not his rep. No. His rep is being one of the more dignified humans that have ever occupied the office. Right. Like polite and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So. I wonder if this actress just doesn't know her bushes. Maybe it was Jeb. <laughs> So we got to tell you a little more about what some of the, a couple of prominent Republicans said about Donald Trump yesterday. A couple of their their statements were pretty harsh, pretty damned harsh. And a deep dive into the Hillary Clinton campaign's collusion with Russia. Does this change the story? Some people think it does. It's a game changer, Jack. Is it? Yes. What difference at this point does it make? No, nobody's falling for that line anymore, you old bag. Huh? You old bag. You heard me. <laughs> wow. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
took down a photograph of our wedding day Ripped it down the middle and threw my half away And I got nobody to blame but me Mark Levin's website, and I often agree with Mark Levin in terms of his view It's of Mark Levin! His con- Pronounce it Levin! His view of conservatism. Typical liberal! He gives Jeff Flake an F. So, there you go. In his conservative bona fides. Some more on what Jeff Flake said uh, later. Uh, Somebody points out Trump has five children by three women, and that's why they don't like him. Okay, that's your issue. Um, Bah, bah, bah. Uh, I heard uh, on the George W. Bush groping a chick, whether or not he did, I have no idea. George H.W., right? Yeah, George H.W. Bush, the World War II hero. Uh, inappropriate sexual behavior in dementia is common. Is that right? I didn't know that. Huh. I, have we, we heard that he's got dementia issues? No, but he's, he's old as the hills. A gazillion years old, yeah, so it's certainly yeah. a possibility. Uh, a couple of things we got coming up on the show that are interesting. New timeline on the Vegas massacre that makes a hell of a lot more sense. Right, yeah, I tweeted the New York Times story about that. If you don't follow us on the Twitter, you should. Pediatrician's new advice to parents on germs that I, that I, with a couple of uh, young children, thought was very, very important. There's a new Harvey Weinstein accuser out there that is the grossest story you've ever heard. No, I don't know if we even no. want to tell that no, one. No, no. Gloria Allred's representing that woman because it, uh, it is icky. But uh, just in general, uh, the New York Times looked into the whole sex addiction thing and these rehabs and whether or not it's real and how... <laughs> And they're not taking it very seriously. Well, my chuckle, I think, will tell you my attitude toward the stuff. I mean, I don't doubt that there are programs for guys who can't, you know, well, can't a, handle themselves. It's, it's, not recognize, it's not officially recognized as a thing. What, sex addiction? Right. I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't mean it has it's, to be, but oh, it's, there, there it's are not. definitely people who have weird compulsions they don't control or can't control. Well, don't and can't are two completely different things. Well, yeah, but if you're if you're, like, going to jail and getting beat up and getting unwanted pregnancies and diseases and stuff like that, and you're not controlling your compulsion. I, I I understand what you're saying, but if you can't, in the face of all that, you never will. Mm, yeah, but drug addiction, alcoholism, a number of things are recognized as a thing. Mm. Sex addiction so far is not. we got more on that coming up later. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Because um, I know like uh, compulsive sexual uh, kinks are a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, various manias, philias, phobias. What if you had a mania, a philia, and a phobia about the same thing? You're simultaneously obsessed with it, terrified of it, and sexually aroused by it. <laughs> I don't, I don't know confused. what you do. It'd be a long day. <laughs> oh, you know, here's my new idea. I hate getting my hair cut. I don't mind the actual process of it, but I don't like... You either go to one of those places where it's somebody different every time, and they always want to make small talk with you and ask you what kind of job you have and stuff like that, and I hate that. I picture you going into a place where it's, Joseph, and you say, Georgino, and he kisses you on both cheeks right. and hands you a glass of wine. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, that is the other choice, and then you pay an exorbitant amount of money for it. Right. And I hate, I don't like, so I'm going to learn to cut my own hair, I've decided. That's what I do. Now, well, yeah, but Facebook you, Live it, please. you got no hair. It does make it easier. And, and if you have like a brush cut or something, you got super short hair. But I like my hair medium-ish length. So I've been looking on the interwebs uh, for how to uh, cut your own hair. And I, hey, yeah, beautiful hair. Until he cut it off. 
Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead and try it. You do have to Facebook Live this. Because I'm looking at this website on... Uh, have you bought a good pair of clippers yet? WikiHow. No, but I will. I'll get mm. some good scissors. And Oh, I have I have good, like, a razor clipper thingy. I actually have one of those. I used to cut my son's hair years ago. But I'm looking at it, and it looks all pretty reasonable, but I haven't gotten to the part where you cut the back yet. And that's the part that concerns me. Isn't the issue really not... I mean, because one, you have to have the talent to cut hair on someone else. Then the talent to cut it on your own head is just like its own gymnastics. You're a happily married man. How often do you actually see the back of your head? Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> wow, this... Do they ever get to the back? I don't think they talk about how to cut the back. I mean, what do you reach back like here and look in the mirror and oh, look at hope the after. you don't hit a vein? After the, the after picture, the guy looks like a chimpanzee. Like 40% chance this just uh, ushers in the Van Gogh era of Joe's life, comes he's, in earless one day. Or he's just found in a pool of blood. <laughs> I don't know. Take out an eye. <laughs> I, I gotta try it, though. If I could get this down, man, what a relief that'll be. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.